Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode on the Confidence is Key podcast. One of my most listened to episodes on the Confidence is Key podcast is The Call to Courage by Benet Brown when I did the review for her documentary on Netflix. Now, I love Brene Brown and obviously you guys do too because that has over 300 listens just on that one episode. And I thought, what better way than to bring you a brand new episode all about Brene Brown and her book, Daring Greatly. How the Courage to be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent, and Lead. And oh my goodness, what a book. I absolutely loved it. But I'm just going to pause on that for a second and just give you a quick little life update before we jump right into the Brene Brown goodness um, that is her beautiful book, Daring Greatly. First and foremost, a little life update. So still on school holidays, love and life, feeling so relaxed and refreshed and oh, one wanting this just to keep going. Let's just see how long this wonderful mood lasts when we're back into the thick of the term. Um, my husband and I just got back from a lovely little Blue Mountains getaway. We went to Blackheath for the weekend and just enjoyed going to a place that it was further enough for us to be able to stay and we got to experience some really cool things outside in nature in the beautiful Blue Mountains National Park. Um, we did a cave walk which was just incredible. Um, it was an hour's cave walk. I think the cave was called Walls Cave and you had to like walk on this descent down towards the cave and then once you were in the cave it was beautiful there was water flowing there was like a waterfall it was just oh picturesque and gorgeous we also went to a few different lookouts up there and just enjoyed the tranquility the serenity it was just gorgeous we also stayed at a beautiful airbnb um treetops like studio apartment which had beautiful views and a lovely fireplace and a double spa and oh it was just wonderful we really really enjoyed ourselves I love the Shameless podcast and one of the things that they do on the Shameless podcast is they speak about their new discovery for the week and I thought I would just steal that idea or not even steal just jump on that bandwagon so thank you Shameless um my new discovery, and I actually discovered it while we were away um, at our Airbnb in the in the Blue Mountains, was sleep tea. Oh my god! I think I'm pretty late to come onto the sleep tea bandwagon, but it smells divine. It is so relaxing, and I really am glad that I actually tried it and have now really like it, and will put it as part of my grocery list next time I go out because. I really, like even my husband, he usually doesn't like tea. And I said to him, no, smell this. It smells beautiful. He smells, he's like, oh my God, that's actually really nice. And I was like, yes, it is really nice. And it tastes so yummy and puts you in such a mood to go to bed. Like just so relaxed. You can feel the stress just lifting off you. So that new discovery, sleep tea, get your hands on it. Highly recommend. I think I tried the twining sleep tea. So that was just just lovely. Um, now, the reason for this new episode, obviously, is because I owe you guys a new episode, but also I joined a book club. Now, 
I know you're probably thinking, here comes Grandma Rosie. She joined a book club. But no, the book club is actually um, part of my school. So as a teacher, you do things that give you hours towards your professional development. Now, I'm really lucky all of my hours are done, but I still like, you know, doing social things with the other teachers and my colleagues. So we've joined a book club and it depends, book clubs, uh, they just depend, depends what the book is. It depends who's in the club. And when I found out what book it was going to be, I got so excited because it's a Brene Brown book. It is the Daring Greatly book. And I was just like, this couldn't have been a better sign for me to join a book club. I love Brene Brown. I think that if I could have anybody over for dinner, I've said this before, I definitely have Ellen DeGeneres and I would now have Brene Brown. She's just amazing. The way that she lives her life, the way that she speaks, the way that she just upholds herself is so relatable. It's a beautiful thing to be able to just own who you are. And coming from someone who struggles to own who I am, I resonate with her and I love the fact that she says that failure is not a weakness. It is something that we need to learn to live by. And one of the biggest themes of her book is vulnerability. So we're going to jump straight in with some of my highlights from her book, Daring Greatly. And the first highlight is all about what is vulnerability and what she defines it as. So she says that vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. She defines vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. And as humans, it's sort of normal for us to dismiss vulnerability as a weakness. We sort of think that vulnerability is something that we confuse feeling with failing and emotions with liabilities. Now, we can all relate to that. Being vulnerable is when you take that step out of the comfort zone and you let yourself feel joy, when you let yourself be creative and when you let yourself be your truly authentic self. But in doing that, there is no certainty, there is high risk and there is definitely emotional exposure because we are putting ourselves out there to be potentially pulled apart, taken down and People may have different opinions on what you think is fabulous and they think is, you know, awful. (laughs) Um, And it's really important when she says here that we confuse feeling with failing. So if we feel something where, oh no, we might fail at that feeling or that we confuse emotions with liabilities or that feeling something and having emotions for something is going to put us out at risk. I think that's really, really interesting. I think it's really clever that the first opening chapter in her book is all about putting yourself out there and feeling vulnerability. And she says that she comes across people who say, oh, I don't do vulnerability. I don't do that. I don't put myself out there. Well, if you're living and if you're being your true self, you're being vulnerable every day. So this whole idea of vulnerability has really got me thinking about the choices that I've made in my life. Now, yes, some of them have been more learning opportunities than anything else, but the truly amazing things in my life have come from me just being vulnerable and giving it a go. Falling in love, meeting my husband, buying a house, even doing this podcast was all me 
putting myself out there to risk and uncertainty. I had no idea that anybody was going to listen to this podcast. No idea. And yeah, you know, I still do it as a hobby and not for any other um, benefit just because it truly makes me happy. And I still get people listening and I still get people who tell me that they can relate to what I say, which is amazing. When I did this, I, w- I wasn't ever thinking, oh no, if, if in my first episode, I don't get any listens, um, I'm not going to do it ever again. It was just that idea of being vulnerable. And I think one of the things about vulnerability is it surprises you. It surprises you in the sense that you put yourself out there and you've got all of those gremlins, as she talks about, all those voices in your head that tell you that it's awful, that you're horrible, that no one's going to, you know, want to relate to you on that level or or whatever those little voices are saying, all those self-doubt voices. And then it pleasantly surprises you. Or if it doesn't pleasantly surprise you, at least you know you tried. And we're going to go to another um, highlight now, but she talks about being in the arena. If you're putting yourself out and you're stepping into that arena of people around you who are giving their opinions, who are judging you, at least you're out there. At least you're not sitting on the seat, holding back, giving out your two cents. You know, I think it's really amazing if you can surround yourself with other people who are in the arena, which is what she says. She says she's not interested in other people's comments unless they're in the arena themselves getting their butt kicked, which is the way that she put it. If you're living your life, if you're putting yourself out there for both people to tear you down and for people to lift you up, depending on what the th- what it is, then that's amazing. And you're living a vulnerable life. And she says that you can't have... a a truly wonderful, wonderful life, unless you are being vulnerable, unless you are taking those risks and learning from whatever the outcome is. Another point that truly resonated with me is the idea of the never enough problem. She talks about the idea of the constant assessing and comparing and self defeating that we do when we compare our lives, our marriages, our families, our communities to the unattainable media-driven visions of perfection. And we're holding up our reality against our own fictional account of how great somebody else has it. I really love that. That was on page 26 of her book, Daring Greatly. The idea of never enough is my whole problem. My whole problem is the gremlins in my head like to tell me all the time that whatever I'm doing is never enough or it's never good enough. It's, it's always that idea of someone else is doing it better. And when you think you're doing something great, it's actually not that great. And it's, it's never going to be good enough. Now, something that I have tried to do in the last six months of this year is change my mindset of this idea of never enough. And I have to say that if you listen to my last episode on the course that I'm doing on generalized anxiety, it's the strategies that I've learned from that course has definitely helped this concept of never enough go away in my head. When I look at the facts, I learn to really appreciate what I have in my life. And the idea of never enough truly seems to just dissipate and go away. I look at, do I have food in my fridge? Do I have a shelter over my head? Do I have people who love me? Do I have an education? All those things that 
they're just things that we become so it's just normal it's normal to have all those things for us that's normal but for others it's not so we should look at the facts and take that step down from thinking I'm never enough to truly I need to appreciate what I have and that it is enough I promise that when you look at the facts of your life, which is a technique, looking at the hard facts, that will make you feel a whole lot better. Moving on to the next highlight in this wonderful book, which is all about parenting. Now, I'm not a parent yet. I can't wait to be one day. It's something that I am just, you know, when you just think, oh, I really wanted that for a really long time. This is one of the things I remember going over and looking at friends, children, um, oh, years and years and years ago, and just knowing that one day I can't wait to be a mum. And then as you get older and you get in your head that, oh, it's actually not that far away anymore, it's kind of exciting. And, um, you know, when you see your husband with other people's children, you get that nice, warm, fluttery feeling. Um, so, yeah, so when I was reading this part on wholehearted parenting, I definitely thought about the things that I can just keep, you know, pinned in my mind for when those days come. She talks about the idea of the way that you speak to your children. And one of the stories that um, I want to share with you that was on page 225 of her wholehearted parenting chapter in the Daring Greatly book is that um, she says a story about her daughter, Ellen, who was in the glitter center in her little... I think she was in kindergarten. So she was in the glitter center in her kindergarten classroom. And the teacher said to her, Ellen, you're a mess. And Ellen's response back to her teacher was, I may be making a mess, but I'm not a mess. And Brene Brown says that's the day that she became that parent. As in the parents whose child is brave enough to say, yes, I could be in this environment, but the environment does not reflect who I am as a person. And I think that that's really, really important. One of the things that I don't want my future children to feel is shame. Feeling shame is an awful thing for a child to feel. I want my children to know that they are loved and if they make a mistake, it's okay it's all right. I'm not, look, I'm not going to be one of those fluffy parents that it's okay. It's all right. And he's just, or she's just, you know, set someone's house on fire. Um, but I definitely want them to understand that failure is not a weakness. It's something that we need to learn by obviously within reason. Um, and she talks about that idea of knowing from a young age, your children should know from a young age that they are allowed to make mistakes and that they are allowed to learn from those mistakes in order to better themselves, which is what we need to do as adults. But I think starting at young is really, really important. Coming from an Italian background, my parents were super loving. They gave me everything. They were strict but fair. And there's definitely things that I cannot wait to pass on to my children that I've learnt from my Italian heritage, such as family is everything and you need to put them first. But I also understand that I did feel pressure um, as a child. And I think 
everybody does in their own way. But the pressure to make sure that I was always doing the right thing. I could never be the kid who didn't get a good report or I could never be the kid who, um, you know, spoke back to her parents, which I know all of those things are very trivial things and kids do talk back to their parents and, you know, I, you know, would get a smack and whatever else. But I want to make sure, and I was talking to my husband about it last night, that we don't put unnecessary pressure on our children because you look at things today like the HSC, for example. Being a teacher, I know that, yeah, okay, the HSC is important, but it's not everything. And I wish I could go back and tell my 16, 17-year-old self um, at the time where I thought that the HSC was the be-all and end-all. I'm obviously going to encourage my children to do their best. I'm also going to encourage them, you know, in year nine or year 10, if, you know, I have a boy or or a girl and if they're really good with their hands and and making and creating to maybe look into a trade. I think that's an amazing course um, to go down, an amazing path to go down. I'm totally going on a tangent right now, so I'm going to cut it short. But I just see, I think being a teacher, I just see too many parents putting unnecessary pressure on their children. In I'm a primary school teacher too, so I see it in very, very early ages. And it's totally just not necessary. Just let kids be kids. Let them have childhood memories where they learn from whatever goes wrong and that they just embrace the people that they are because it truly will then shape who they are as an adult. If you're putting pressure on them, they're going to be a nervous wreck. If you're going to let them learn from their mistakes, they're going to be able to have more appreciation for things and hopefully be a really humble and grateful individual, which is what all parents want at the end of the day. I'm going to leave it at that for today's episode. I hope that this has inspired you to go and buy Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly. It was truly a great read and I will take what I have learned from this book into my life and into the way that I live, love, parent and lead, just like what it says on the cover. As always, everyone, thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode. I'm going to take a little break for the next couple of weeks just to let myself get back into the term and then I will be straight back with a brand new episode for you. If you would like to keep up on all the latest updates, make sure you check out my Instagram page at ConfidencePod. And as always, my name is Rosie. This is the Confidence is Key podcast. Bye for now.